Welcome back to Fears of a No-Name Blank. My name is Virginia. I'm an actor based in Atlanta, Georgia. In this bi-weekly podcast, I sit down with undiscovered actors, film and television industry folks, and other creatives to chat about their fears in business and life in general. The goal is not to solve the fears or try to motivate away from them, but just bring these fears to light. After all, we're all human. I sat down with Crystal Davis to chat creativity and fear, and the conversation ended up taking us places I did not think I would venture to on this podcast. Her not often spoke of fear of getting and being sick was a new one for me, but definitely one that had me thinking about all kinds of things. Crystal was a delight to talk to, not only because of her unconventional trajectory to to where she is in life now, but also her unique perspective on the creative process of actors. All right. Hello and welcome. Today I am sitting down with Crystal Davis, who is a very awesome and generous human being. Um, She's an actor and she also runs uh, PhotoSafe Actors Performance Services. So Crystal, if you could talk to us about your life and what you do and who you are. Okay. Well, I I started my PhotoSafe Actors Performance Services studio uh, around about five years ago. And I I learned that all of my past experiences. Uh, I used to be a social worker, and I have a master's degree in gerontology, which we want to talk about a little bit. And uh, so, I took those and, and and behavioral science degrees and things, and they and they came together, and they really helped me with acting. And so, those skills and all that past history in my previous career kind of um, just gelled together into this beautiful amalgamation of skills and experience. And I realized that uh, I was really acclimated to helping people do their auditions and become the character as a person. Very cool. Um, as opposed to um, the, um, you know, different techniques and stuff. But anyway, so that's how I got started with that. Out of the social work uh, area and then got into uh, set, TV and film sets. That's awesome. So you started the... Um, PhotoSafe Actors Performance Services before you started acting yourself? No, actually, okay. well, no, it, it was kind of, it's kind of congruent. Okay. Yeah, I walked on set as an extra after being um, a social worker and and being burned out. I just was burned out. There were some things happening in the in the field uh, with Medicaid and those waivers of people that I was serving. I was actually working in a in the um, in the field of. Um, and it's called, I know this isn't a correct term, but it's, it's called a mental retardation waiver. That's what mm-hmm. it's called. So I was working in that field um, and it, they got cut, all those waivers. And so they were letting everyone go that was helping that population. And a lot uh-huh. of us got laid off. So I needed something to de-stress. So I went to, uh, walked on a set, Tyler Perry set as an extra and loved every set. That's the bug. Turned my brain off and walked yep. on an extra and then it, it grew from there. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think it's super cool that, um, like, as you were talking about, you have all these past life experiences, if you will, that you use mm-hmm. to kind of harness yourself um, as an actor. And then of course, as an acting coach, because as you're taking people, you're coaching them along. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious what types of roles you like to go out for. Um, if you have any like very favorite roles that you've done or something that you, you absolutely dream about doing. 
Yeah, so I I tend to, my reel is filled with detectives. <laughs> um, I beca- And I think it's because I'm tall, I have short hair, and I have resting bitch face. <laughs> so um, I think that's why. And also, honestly, detective roles are easy. There's, uh-huh. there's one, you're trying to solve a crime. They're pretty easy, they're pretty basic, and I think I'm really good at this. <laughs> I want to be the quintessential cop slash correction officer slash detective in, the, in Georgia, but that hasn't happened yet, but I have done a you're lot. getting there. <laughs> Um, I also tend to get booked for a lot of <laughs> bad, mean women. And I think, again, resting bitch face. RBF. So, <laughs> yes, RBF. We can clean that up. You beat me on that. Bleep me out. Um, Don't worry. There's no. Okay. There's no bleeps. This is an adult program. Oh, good. Um, so, you know, those are, those are hard. They're really actually taxing um, to do because I feel icky doing them. Um, but I play discriminatory um, women a lot. Um, I've, I've played homophobic. Um, I played a homophobic woman that actually kicked a um, lesbian in the crotch so that her baby would die. Um, and How as, did that feel? As a gay woman, that felt horrible. Like literally and, I'm having goosebumps yeah. with you talking about that? I cried. I cried, um, and 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 I'm and I'm really not exaggerating when I tell you that 90% of the people in the room were crying when I got through um, because it was just so intense. Yeah. And um and I and I broke down. I just broke down. I um, it was just intense. I was yelling and screaming this really horrible stuff at them, you know, about God hating them, and yeah. that that hits me uh, hard as yeah. well. Then I've struggled with that in my life, of course. Um, and anyway, because I also have a Bible degree. Oh. <laughs> But anyway, at any rate, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, but as far as roles, I would love to have. You know, I I don't know if I have a dream role. Yeah. I just I like to. I, I want to get out of my comfort zone a little bit mm-hmm. on some of them, but um, you know, I just don't. I don't think I have a set dream role that I'm that I'm really craving or anything, huh? Or okay. even a genre. I I would like to be in things that I enjoy, and yeah. I enjoy. Um, serial killer stuff, <laughs> and so I would love to play a detective on something that's just a really good movie with a serial killer thing, you know. So. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. I mean, thankfully, like all those detective shows and stuff are so popular, know, so right? you have an opportunity there for sure. That is so interesting that you also have a Bible degree. I do. How many degrees do you have? Well, I have a Bible degree. The Bible degree is folded into my undergrad. We did thirty hours. That is a degree in and of itself. And we had to we had to take this huge test. You could not graduate. I could not graduate with my counseling degree. My behavioral science and um, uh, psychological studies are under are um, uh, minors. Oh, okay. but you know, minor sections and stuff. But. Uh, but I, you could not graduate without passing this major Bible Bible test, and I was like, it was horrible. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, and then years, years later, my college would not put my wife on their directory, so I, I that made me what upset. What a I know. That's terrible. I know. I was like, oh, thanks, yeah. And yeah. I gave her $41,000. And then all of these years <laughs> of your life. Oh, my God. But at any rate. How long have you been here in Atlanta? Mm. Um. I was born and raised in Georgia. Okay. I've lived my whole life somewhere in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've always lived in Georgia. I've never lived in another state, ever. And you like it like that? You're, like, happy about it? I don't, I, I don't, you know, as they say, po thing don't know no better. <laughs> po thing don't know no better. I've just, I'm born and raised here. And yeah, there's a lot about Georgia Stand. Of course. Uh, I mean, there's a lot about anywhere. Anywhere, right? yeah. yeah. And I've found traveling around some um, that, 
you know, you land on the air from the airport, you drive into your hotel, and everything looks pretty much the same. I mean, within reason. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about without being in you know paradise or something. But you know, there's problems everywhere. Same kind of stuff, generally speaking. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. Born and raised here. So and now, if I could, if I there's somewhere I would want to go and move away from my mom and my sister and stuff, which I don't want to do. It would be California. Yeah. 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 It, Specifically to pursue more film work no, just or just because? Okay. <laughs> that's fair. I just like the weather. <laughs> yeah. California's gorgeous place. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fun. That's really cool. I, yeah. So many people in the film industry are not from Georgia. Yes. Myself included, uh -huh. obviously. Uh -huh. um, and so I find it so interesting when people are. Yeah. Um, and I, I love you transplants. I know. We are. There's so many of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love talking to people who've like been here and they've they've seen the film industry mm -hmm. go from like, oh yeah, there's some things shooting here mm -hmm. to like this massive mm -hmm. explosion of things. Now, have you kind of always had an eye on the film industry or like no. just a couple years ago when you got started, just you were like, oh wow, years, this is a thing. Never, never had my eye on it. Uh -huh. Just a few years ago and I was just like, you know, doing my thing and did that and just got the bug on it and everything That's and awesome. just decided that, it, you know, it, it, I was acclimated to uh -huh. it. And, uh, Honestly, I love, honestly, I love being in my studio, helping other people do their auditions even more than I love being on set. I really do. Yeah. I'm not trying to be like Gandhi about it. <laughs> I just, I just do. I just enjoy helping people because I think, because I believe it has shown itself to be my gift. They say your gift is what you do best with the least amount of effort. Mm -hmm. And I believe that helping people do their best and everything for various reasons, the technical side of it and everything oh, sure. is my gift. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a decent actress, but I, this is my gift. So. I love that. Anyway, that's amazing. That's all I feel about it. Um, <laughs> tell me a little bit more about your creative process. Um, when you're helping people with auditions, like what sorts of things are going through your mind or when you're doing your own or when you're on set? Huh. Like what your what your process is? Is there anything you pull from? Yeah, I mean, I believe that every actor approaches every role. I think immediately, whether we know it or not, we think, okay, how can I relate to this? Mm -hmm. I mean, you you have to for sure. You know, you come into it, and you it's just almost an unspoken thing that happens almost immediately. You see, what's your role? What's your, what's your role? And the, just the very basics of it is like, how can I relate to this, or do I relate to this? And we can't help but pull our past experiences and our worldview and we look at everything through our own glasses and there's no way to do otherwise right you know so that's what we do and and I, I mean but as far as preparing and everything I just I try to see what you know I relate to of course there's the whole scene analysis and character analysis and yep. atmosphere and all the buzzwords and all that kind of stuff that we do everybody knows that yeah well not everybody some people and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, I just try to dig in and just try to find that. Not just the commonalities either, the differences, you know. And, and the harder roles too for that is like when you, when you, you, it's hard because if you hate your character, you can't be your character. Mm. And, but you have to, but you still can, you've got, you can't. Finding common ground yeah, with that character. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, I mean, we all hate parts about ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's lots of parts about myself that I don't like. So, you know, we all have good and bad living in us. Mm -hmm. And so when I get a character that's like that, and I play, like I said, I play a lot of racists and stuff, mm -hmm. and I despise that. Um, you know, it's hard. Those are hard, those are hard things to do. You have to um, 
figure out how to do that and dig into places maybe in yourself and stuff. It's it's a you know yeah um, yeah for sure. I'm gonna answer your question. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm curious if um, when you're helping people tape, have you ever come across like an instance where like your creative process and their creative process are not meshing at all? Yes. And it's like, what's happening right now? <laughs> yes. Yes. And and in the in, in those times, I try not to. I'm very careful not to take anyone's character choice away, mm -hmm. and I don't want them to change, you know, it's their audition, not mm -hmm. my audition. And I'm very careful to let them know you're the boss. I'm going to give suggestions based on everything and based on seeing literally thousands and thousands and thousands of auditions and knowing what I know and things like that. But Lord, I mean, I have things to learn. I learn every day from everybody, you know, I hope they learn from me. I learn from them. We all learn. It's, you know, it's, a, it's just, I hope I'm better next week than I am this week, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I hope we all are. And so we learn from each other. But when that happens, I really just, I, I really just, try, I let them do their, do their, that yeah. thing because it's not for me to totally change that. But now I have, I save a lot of people from themselves in that a lot of people come in and they don't know, and I'm not slamming on anyone, right. all, but they don't know maybe even what's going on in the scene uh -huh. and things like that. And they haven't prepared and they don't, maybe they don't know to prepare. That's what I'm here for to help people. And mm -hmm. I like to get people started too and, and help them start. But um, you know, anyway, I save a lot of people from the, from that and I'm like, but you do this right here. And yeah, like that, yeah. You know, but you're, you're in a but, but you're in the library. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and really, and I mean a lot of people don't read the FYI, a lot of people don't read the redacted stuff. That oh, can wow. that can give you everything. Yeah. And it can give you nothing. But read everything you can get your hands on about it because a lot of times we get nothing. We get yeah. nothing. We're like, here, you're, here's the role of white woman. You have three lines, go. Yep. And that happens. And so um, when you get more information, by all means, read it and, yeah. and figure it out, you know, and work on it. But at the very end of the day, we are portraying human beings. And we are human beings. And we all are human beings. And <laughs> flawed, flawed as we are. Yep. And that's why I like the mess. Messy auditions are usually the ones that book. And people worry about the wrong thing. Uh, I don't want to get into, I guess I don't want to get into. No, absolutely do. People are worried about the wrong things. And, and it's like, you know, every word or every this or every that. I've had people come in and ignore whole scenes and book. Oh, wow. Get a callback for the one great one scene. And when they got the callback, they do the second scene and they booked. Yeah. I mean, people are worried about some hair out of place or some this side of that and some phrase. I'm like, it's not like that. It's not like that. And so you've just got to be believable, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's, even soon people come in, well, I don't know what casting wants. What do they want? What do they want? What do they want? Oh, God, yes. They what might they not want? even know what they want. Yeah. Give them you because mm -hmm. we can only be ourselves. We work. It's a, it's a job. It's work. But we have a lot of fun in here. Now I'm going on another tangent. But, you know, <laughs> you, but just you got to come in, be prepared, do the work, and then you got to see where it takes you. Yeah, for sure. But anyway. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I found, because I've taped with you several times, mm -hmm. and I have found that you're very good at, like, A, relaxing people, like, making sure that you feel comfortable in the space, which is so important Yes. Um, when doing an audition. It can be so nerve-wracking. Um, and then just pulling out, like, those little bits and bobs mm -hmm. of, of a character that, like, like, you know, I thought I was doing really well. How about you try a little bit like this? And then it's like, oh my God, yes, yeah, it works yeah, out yeah. really well. So that's super fun. Yeah. Uh, so thank you. 
Um, <laughs> well, you're awesome, and you don't know how awesome you are, oh. so I have to tell people that, too. I have to get people to realize how awesome they are and trust themselves. I say that every day. Oh, yeah. Trust yourself. You know, yeah. no matter what level they're at, and they're different people are at different levels, and they can only do what they can do at that minute and that hour. You know, Absolutely. some people expect magic. Uh, some mothers expect me to wave a magic wand on their <laughs> child, but you know, we do a lot. Stage mom, magic. I know, right? <laughs> we do a lot in an hour and an hour and a half with kids, and it's, the growth is amazing. But you know, I can't make them be in a different child than yeah. they are. Yeah, so, but things like that. I'm wondering about um, when you were younger, um, obviously you pursued a degree in social work and um, you, you know, that to me is much more like a social, obviously, um, but like a, I don't know helping. how, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's more of a helping situation. Uh -huh. Right. Um, and did you always consider yourself creative or did you kind of consider yourself more I don't know. How, how did you yeah. look at yourself when you were younger? I don't know. I don't know if I thought that much about myself. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't remember. It wasn't like when the little kids are like, I'm going to be a doctor when I grow up or whatever. I don't remember. I was playing with my Barbies. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, I don't really remember those, those feelings, except for that I wanted to be a, saint, a rock star. Um, of course. <laughs> I still think I should have been. You can still be a rock star. Uh, no, it's too late. Um, no, no. Those are words I and you're not allowed to not allowed those to words not in my presence. Um, but yeah, I think that's why my heart is is in the studio because I'm helping people. Mm -hmm. I'm helping them, but I'm also doing but I'm also in the thing I love. Uh and, and just I and I did but I, I get as happy I get as happy as you do when you book. Yeah. You know? Um for sure. I mean you're a little happy when you get that check. But because um, <laughs> I I've, I've actually coached my ass off before and really changed a lot of things that we turned in and they'll book it and then they'll get like ten thousand dollars residuals and I'm like, Well I made forty dollars on that <laughs> But I'm really happy for you. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Did you do other creative things? Obviously, you said you wanted to be a rock star. So yeah, did you, did I, you, sang. You, you sang. I sang, yeah. I sang duets and, 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 and quartets and solos in church, and I sang at weddings, and I sang in hotels, and I sang oh, everywhere, and awesome. this and that. Um, and so I did a lot of that. Uh -huh. But I never, I was not in theater. I was not in plays uh -huh. as a young child or any time. And uh -huh. so it's, it's curious. Did you realize when you were doing all that musical stuff that you were being creative and that you were kind of tapping into a creative part of yourself i don't think i thought about it yeah i don't think i thought about it because nobody was there to no one was there to say that oh, and i played piano so I mean, you say that like it's nothing that's <laughs> awesome it's great I, I took piano for seven years you wouldn't know it now the way i play <laughs> use it or lose it but uh, i don't know if i thought of it those ways now as, as i got older i back it's like yeah you know, that's very important for children and stuff like that and all but I don't think I ever thought of it like I'm doing this you know mm -hmm. I just was doing it yeah. <laughs> it was just like it just happened what to you yeah. like what you were doing yeah not necessarily a creative process for you it was just happening yeah oh, I don't think so I thought about it I don't think I analyzed it which is curious because I analyze everything so. yeah. <laughs> very strange <laughs> that is so interesting I love that hmm. yeah I find that um you know I feel like a lot of people when they were younger had all these creative endeavors that they didn't necessarily consider creative endeavors and then they like 
became the serious adult, you know, which is definitely yeah. what I did. I became a serious adult. Uh -huh. um, and then you realize as an adult, you're like, wait a second, I'm, this isn't working and I don't know why. And then you realize it's because like, oh, there's this creativity that hasn't been tapped that mm -hmm. I need to get out. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's so fascinating that there's all, there's tends to be, not always, but there tends to be that, that gap in, yeah. in people's lives of like yeah. being serious. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. And then you, you feel like you're going to explode. Yeah. And suddenly you're going to explode if I don't create. Exactly. In whatever way that is. Exactly. Yeah. I find that, I just think that's so fascinating. It is. It is fascinating. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. I think, I think my strange, strange path has been fascinating. I oh, mean, for I think sure. it's weird. Like, I don't know why it all happened that way. And I don't know why. I was never really fulfilled in my jobs. I loved the people I worked with. Oh, so I ran home delivered meals program. I was the director of a senior center here in this city in this oh, wow. point. Um, you know, all that and everything. And I love my people, but I, I was never like in love with any job I had. Uh -huh. And I cannot tell you how I live for this studio yeah. and I live for doing what I do. Helping people. Absolutely. And also I'm curious how it feels to, cause obviously you work for yourself as an actor, you are your own business and yeah. then, you know, photo safe is its own business. Uh -huh. How does that feel to just be able to be your own person essentially? Oh, it's, it's the greatest thing in the world. I, I you know, I, I joke and say my boss is a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have never been one to take orders well. Uh -huh. Um, and it's the Aquarian in me, I imagine. I mean, I was even three months early uh, as a baby. Uh, I was like, I'm out. I'm coming out. Nobody can stop me. World of uh, You know, I came out at six months gestation. So I was like, y'all are telling me when I can be born. Yeah. <laughs> so it's true. And uh, so I've always been like that way. And I mean, I, I was, you know, I took direction and whatever, on, you know, from bosses and I, on set. Yeah. <laughs> but to be to have that is, is everything to me and, and and it's there's a lot of downfalls i don't have a pension yep. i don't have retirement you know yep. and that's scary as hell for sure uh, but it's worth it yeah i mean i might not say that when i'm when i'm later when i but I, it's worth it now so, i don't know i mean yeah, yeah. you know if you're happy now yeah so yeah i think that's amazing yeah and i always um um, I have a lot of respect for people who just kind of start their own thing. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Well, I could have never done it without my ex-wife. Yeah. She, she, she was the reason that I did anything. That's amazing. It's great to have that kind of support. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's awesome. All right. Since, um, you know, you're over here tearing up, I will ask you the major questions. What is your biggest fear? So my biggest, my biggest fear is, <laughs> is, getting really sick and i know a lot of people have a fear of getting ill of course nobody wants to get ill or sick but i i, I really have a fear. i don't have a i don't have like a phobia of disease i think that's called sonophobia or something i don't have a phobia but um i have i'm just afraid of my body failing and and not being and there's different components to that. I'm afraid of that because it would be horrible. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like if you don't have your health, if you don't have anything. If you feel bad, it doesn't matter if you have money. It doesn't matter if you're successful. It doesn't matter who loves you. If you feel bad and you have pain, to me, it's, I've, been, I've had I've had that, and it's just it's it's all encompassing, oh, wow. and you can't think about anything else, right? You know, fulfilling or whatever. You're just it's that 
Maslow's thing. You know, if you're in pain, that's what that's all you can think of. Yeah. And I fear getting really ill and not being able to to get help medically because I don't because I own my own business. I don't, you know, I I don't have a pension and all that kind of stuff. And I just fear all of that coming together and me being really, really sick and not being able to get medical help get for care. I How think. crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely yeah. – um, that's interesting. I don't I know if anybody has ever said that that I've spoken to on this podcast, well, getting really sick. I, I'll tell you another thing. I don't have children, and I fear not having someone to – and I hate to use this term, take care of me, but I don't, I don't have children. And all my friends are older, mm -hmm. generally, um, unless you're going to come take care of me, which we'll talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I got to go. Uh, no, uh, and, you know, it just, it's, a, it's a thing. I mean, it's, it's a concern. I'm afraid I will be alone and mm -hmm. sick and not be able to take care of myself later. And it, I, I volunteered at nursing homes for three years in my undergrad and it's it, it's sad yeah okay and Definitely. it's very sad and um i would honestly rather my mind go than my body because I, I wouldn't know it yeah oh that's crazy but then that's selfish because my mind went somewhere that somebody would have to take care of me and but i wouldn't know it so not to downplay anyone that has issues of that mind and that dimension mm -hmm. and things like that at all but anyway yeah that's my fear those are my fears, and those are the components of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I'm curious how how much of that, and this is going to be like a super deep question. Mm -hmm. How much of that is involved in like a fear of dying? Um, you know, I'm not sure, and that that kind of for me, fear of dying goes directly to faith, and I um, I used to have a really strong faith, mm -hmm. and I believed in the God of Bible. Mm -hmm. I don't anymore. Um, I believe in God, but not that particular God. And so I may have, it may be related to that. And I haven't delved into that quite so much, but, um, you know, that loss of faith, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, so maybe, maybe it does go deeper than that, but I think a lot of it is, is pragmatic too. Mm -hmm. I think part of it is I've, I've, I've turned 50 and my body is, I mean, I've had a lot of shit happen to my body uh -huh. and it's, and I had, you know, I had cancer last year. They had to take out a big spot on my face, which as an actor, that was difficult as well. Uh -huh. um, I had some of that stuff going on. I had some other things going on and, and it's only going to get worse from here. And see, I know it all too well because I studied, I studied it. Gerontology yeah. is, the, is yep. the integrated study of aging. Yeah. And so, and I never thought about it then, but it's only until you start experiencing it that it all kind of comes full circle. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite artists back in the day, Christian singer-songwriter, one of his lyrics says, you can only possess what you experience. So, you know, yeah, studied it and everything, but then you, you start experiencing all that, you, you possess it because mm -hmm. you're experiencing it. Yeah. So I think I think just the aches and pains and this and that and all this stuff coming up, it's it's made me very aware of... of I don't know that it's my own mortality. It's just I don't want to. I don't want to be in pain and I don't want to be sick. Yeah, my last all my all my days on here on out. Yeah, here you know? on out. Yeah, and it's, it's very scary for sure because you can't get out of your own body. Yes, 
You know, there's yeah. things you can do. You know, I mean, there's lots. Everything's bad. I, I mean, everything's bad. Everything's bad. Cut I mean, I'm not going to do that. that out. Everything's bad. But I mean, all issues are difficult. You know, yeah. money. You know, money's difficult. Politics difficult. Social unrest is all that's difficult. But man, if you hurt all the time, you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just awful. And I, you know, anyway, that's mm -hmm. a, that goes to a whole lot of different subjects. But um, I, I fear that. Yeah. I, I really fear. I fear that. That is so fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel like you hold this fear with you, kind of always within your life? Um, within the creative work you do, or is it something that just kind of comes to and fro? Hmm. Um, good question. I don't know how it impacts my coming to characters. Um, I'm sure that it does. Um, I think every single thought we have comes to our impact, uh, impacts our creating our characters. It can't help, you know, we can't help that. Um, even the misguided ones, yeah. unfortunately, but that makes it interesting because life is messy. Um, but I, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that um, <laughs> every, you know, every new ailment or, or hurt or pain just feeds into that. Huh. I mean, I don't, I don't go around thinking about it. I don't uh -huh. go around thinking, oh my God, I'm going to, you know, necessarily, but I, I just think it's on my mind a lot more and it really is a fear yeah. of mine, um, you know, because it's just, it's just so all encompassing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so, yeah. I'm just <laughs> like, my mind is like, what's, I need to think of more things. What's <laughs> happening? Um, so do you find that um, this fear kind of helps to motivate you to like work really hard so that you can have money just in case and all of these, yes, you know, like the whole, like, yes, yes, roll down yes. The line. I am a saver, uh huh, yeah, and it that, that so fiscally it really affects me because I'm like, I gotta suck this back because nobody else is sucking it back for me, right? I mean, because I'm not gonna have a company that pays matches anything, right? I'm not gonna have every single penny I get is gonna have, have to be me, you know, well, I mean, social security, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. But uh, I mean, really, that's 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 a big thing. It's a huge thing, and it does affect how I how I approach that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes I'm just like, you know, ah, my, what you know, what's your retirement plan? Oh, I'm just going to drink it out. <laughs> if, I, if my liver goes, I won't have to worry about. I won't have to worry about later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. But uh, that's my retirement plan. Um, no, but you know, I think. I think I think I think it all just kind of ties together. I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. That's that's funny. Um, I mean, that's fine too. Yeah. I don't know the answer. Yeah. Um, you know, we're creative people. We get into like ourselves a lot. You know what I mean? When you are in that space and this fear just kind of comes flooding back, like, what do you do to help yourself? For in in terms of like. Being, you know, coming back to reality or self-care. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just try to think on um, hopefully that my niece will take care of me. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I can't be really good to her. Yeah. I can't call her today. Right. That reminds me. She's going to call you later. <laughs> <laughs> you better take care of me. I, I, I really just try to talk myself down off the ledge and say, you know, everybody, I'm sure, I mean, 
everybody fears nobody wants to be sick and things like that. And, and I try not to worry about things that aren't haven't happened yet mm -hmm. but you know the bible says you know don't worry today tomorrow's troubles will take care of themselves or something like that that was a horrible quote <laughs> of the bible don't quote me on that but something like that uh you know we'll have plenty of worries tomorrow don't don't borrow trouble so right. to speak it's also not the bible verse but anyway <laughs> i failed i'm still a but I just try to, you know, say, listen, you know, you got things, you know, deal with today and, and deal with it as it comes, mm -hmm. you know. It's just hard. It's, I've had a hard couple of years because because 50 was rough on me. Mm -hmm. And um, you just, your body just, your body changes. And I, I've changed so much in the last couple of years that I've almost, I feel like I've almost regenerated myself <laughs> like a starfish or something. And, and I... I almost sometimes don't recognize myself. Uh huh. And um, body wise, I'm like, who's what's? I walk by a mirror. I'm like, who's that old broad? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what the hell on earth? She needs to take care. Oh. So um, you know, I just try to say, you know, well, if you're worried about it, do some things that are better, and you know, mm -hmm. work on it. You know, but also you 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 can't do anything about what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the whole. Faith versus God's providence versus all that kind of mm -hmm. debate too. Right. But you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, like you were saying, like you have your body, and that's like that's it. That's it. You have your body. Have and people, yeah. I mean, people fall out dead jogging, and they're the picture of health. And yeah. Are vegans and don't drink and don't smoke and whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. So who's to say? Exactly. Who yeah. is to say? Yeah. That is so interesting. That is so interesting <laughs> to me. Don't, doesn't everyone have this fear? I mean, <laughs> like now that you mention it, like I definitely am like, oh, don't want to get sick. But I don't well, know if I've ever like had, I don't even know. Like, have I ever considered it? I don't know. It's so yeah. interesting. And now I'm going to be thinking about it. <laughs> All uh -oh. the time. Although I will say, like, I have had the thought, because um, my husband and I, we only have one child. Mm -hmm. um, and I have thought about that in terms of, like, when we get older right. and need right. care, mm -hmm. we have a single child who has to yeah. take on that, who, you know, hopefully will. Thank you, Rowan. Right. Love you, Rowan. <laughs> Thank you. Um, who will Not only take you. on the responsibility of caring for us. Yeah. Um, whereas I'm one of five. Mm. And so, you know, we've been having mm -hmm. some go-arounds with um, our parents. Mm -hmm. And that's five of us that can have a discussion. And then when there's financial things, we are able to split that between split the, the five of us. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely have had that thought. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So huh. interesting to me. Yeah. So think about it if you, you know, didn't have your child. Right. Um, and I have a sister, but she's older than me, uh -huh. way older than me, and she's in very poor health. Uh -huh. So unless I really <laughs> live it up hard and mess myself up, <laughs> I'm probably going to outlive her. Uh -huh. um, and my mom is, you know, 80. Mm -hmm. uh, and so... And my father just passed away a couple of years ago. So, mm -hmm. um, and I have a girl. I mean, I have a girl. You know, I have a girlfriend. You know, and we're living life together and everything. But she's older as well. 
So it's just it's just, mm-hmm. it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of scary to think about the way future and mm-hmm. and and because you know when you get older and older, you know that's the part a part of life. Mm-hmm. Your friends die, your spouses die, or you know your family dies, and you sometimes. My grandmother was ninety eight. She outlived her husband and one of her kids and mm-hmm. all of her friends, and you know yeah. And um, I think about that a lot. You know, yeah. and um, she'd she'd say. I don't know why Jesus hadn't come and taken me yet. I'm ready oh to go. Gosh. I'm ready to go. And she'd say that all the time. Oh. She's just ready. And she's like, okay, I'm done. I'm finished. I'm, you know, I'm done. I've done really well. I heard. Listen, but here we go. And she would. She would, you know. It yeah. wasn't like a macabre thing, like, I'm ready to go. I'm going to kill me now. But it was just like. I've lived life. I've lived life. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. I can imagine <laughs> 98 years old, for sure. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, my, my grandmother is 96. Yeah. Um, so you come from a, a stock, a good stock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, she yeah, she outlived her husband, one of her sons. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just you know doing her thing at my dad's house, with her puppies, <laughs> rocking, in the, rocking in the rocking chair. That's right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> interesting to think of that. You know, I haven't asked her. Now I feel like I I want to like. Oh, you should pick her brain like, and record it. Yeah. I did that with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. I have about 30 videos I made of her. Of course, I had to do it on the sly because if she knew I was recording, she would just be like, no. Mm-hmm. And I played bits of it at her funeral. I, I mixed it in with photos. And she told the story of the first time she met my grandfather. And I interspersed that on two pictures of them during her during the video I made for that's my creative part of that's part of my big creative process i'm a digital person uh-huh. so i like to create movies and memories and things like that that's amazing yeah. oh that's so that's amazing i love that um so i'm curious since you kind of brought that up it was this was a question that's been kind of like niggling in my brain mm-hmm. do you like to create your own content like it sounds to me like with you know, just the stories of your family and um, the stories of your life to this point, you mm-hmm. have a lot of interesting things to kind of say. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like that's something you want to do? or You know, I've thought about that really hard. Um, I don't think it's something that I maybe want to do as far as film goes, mm-hmm. but I have seriously, seriously considered writing a book. I love it. I so think you should. I think that is probably going to be one of the next things that I do um, is write a book. Um, yeah, because my trajectory in life has been crazy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I've married my high school sweetheart right out of high school. Um, uh, you know, uh, he and I had a great marriage, and then I then I married my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> we had eighteen years together. Oh, wow. And uh, everything, so it's just been a weird, crazy trajectory. That's sort of like what? Yeah, <laughs> you did what? It sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. Well, I would read that book. Life. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> write it so I can read it. Okay, that would be so cool. Um, so do you have any like thoughts on your fear? Because it sounds to me like this fear kind of it's it's more recent kind of development. Yeah. It's not something that you've you've held on to as your biggest fear for a really long time. Correct. Um, do you have any thoughts on how that might transform later? Um, as you as you do age, um, or as you maybe get more and more and more into 
um, creative fields? I, I don't know. I, I hope that I'm just going through a, a little, a little time, a little blip in your life. Blip yeah, that's going to kind of be better, and and the new my new normal maybe will work itself out a little. Um, and we all go through those little times oh, where things like pile up on you. And oh, this happens to be mud. But um, so I don't know, and I don't know how that's going to affect the future. I hope that I hope that I do not allow my fear to overtake me, to make me debilitated, mm -hmm. and and I really because I really think that fear does run us all. Oh, I mean, yeah. far more than we should let it. But it's so easy to say, don't let it, don't let fear overtake you, or don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let me work on that. Um, and so I don't want to live in fear. I don't want to live in fear of anything. And a big part of me doesn't. A big part of me is like, what's the worst thing? My, one of my sayings, and I really do say this all the time to people, like something will happen or whatever, or I mess up a file. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I mean, I hate that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm mortified when I make a mistake for someone because it's them. I, I'd much rather wreck my own car than wreck your car. <laughs> of right? course, yes. But, um, but I say, one of my sayings is, well, if that's the worst thing that happens today, we're okay. You yeah. Because a lot of other shit can happen. Absolutely. Um, and so I, tr I do keep things in perspective in those ways. Um, it's just this whole, it's just this illness, pain, yep. <laughs> physical thing that kind of is running me lately. But I, and I hope that I don't let it overtake me. And I hope I overcome that. And, um, you know, make that fear my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna make that fear my bitch. Make get your bitch and then find a new fear. <laughs> that girl at PhotoSafe needs to watch her. Uh, she's gonna be a mouth. <laughs> Who is that? Who is she? <laughs> she's supposed to be Southern. So I would love to know where um, our listeners can find you on the interwebs if you are willing to share that information. I am. I am. Thank you. Um, I have my web my webpage. Uh, for my studio is on Facebook and it's www.facebook.com slash forward slash photosafe actors performance services.com. No, not .com. The .com was after Facebook. <laughs> Don't worry. It's okay. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. And, yeah. And you can just click it. <laughs> my Instagram is Crystal R Davis 77 Okay. Also, <laughs> we'll link that in the show notes if that's for yes, you. Yes. Twitter is something, but I don't know what it is. It's funny, I just looked you up on Twitter yeah. earlier today, <laughs> and it might just be Crystal R. Davis. Okay, probably. Anyway, anyway, I'll link that too, <laughs> and you can get a billion new followers Yay. on Twitter because I have a billion listeners Yay. on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my studio is, is, is just southwest of Atlanta, downtown proper, about 12 minutes away from there. Ish. Yeah, so from my house it's 15 minutes, and I live east in East Atlanta, and it's like yeah. super easy to get to. Yeah, like real so convenient. On my south side, people don't have to go to Atlanta, and the north side, people don't have to go too far past Atlanta at all. And so there you go. Yeah, it's super. I'm open seven days a week. I have early morning hours. I have late night hours. I take it two in the morning if you need me to, and uh, I have teleprompter services. And I do. I'm going to start back up my uh, classes soon. Yeah, so, I um, I do want to. 
put that plug in that mm -hmm. Crystal is literally available at any time. <laughs> I don't want to actually say that because like I, she needs rest sometimes, <laughs> but she will come to your rescue if you need her to for taping, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, she's, like I said, her setup is great. So anything you need, definitely give Crystal a buzz. Thank you. Do we say that anymore? I don't, don't give people buzzes. We can say whatever we want to say. I like it. We're going to yeah. say whatever we feel like saying. Groovy. Uh, yeah, groovy. groovy. It's groovy. Give us a buzz. Give me a call on my landline. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're what? <laughs> Crystal, thank you so much. This was such a fun and interesting conversation. Thank and I'm you. I'm so glad that you sat thank down with you. me. Thank you. And I am just happy to be here with you. And I appreciate you letting me be a part of the podcast. Absolutely. The thing that sticks out to me the most about this interview is no matter how hard I tried to get Crystal to talk about herself, she always came back to other people's experiences and ways in which she could serve others. It has me thinking about the ways we all can do better in helping others within our limits and with, within those things that make us happy and that we do best. For Crystal, pulling out a beautiful audition performance from an actor is perhaps her calling. Make sure to look up Crystal's studio, PhotoSafe Actors Performance Services on Facebook, which is linked in the show notes below, and give Crystal a follow on Instagram at crystalrdavis77. If you're an actor in need of taping services, you'll absolutely want to give Crystal a call. I am Virginia, and you've been listening to Fears of a No-Name Blank. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Scarlet P.